Hi, I'm Dr. Stacey Alexander, America's number one success strategist. Welcome to my podcast, The Emotionality of Success. Today's episode will focus on self-care, but before I jump into that topic, let me just explain to you a little bit what this entire concept is about, the emotionality of success. Many of us, we recognize the journey to success has its ups and downs, but we tend to discount what's actually going on with us for several reasons. Maybe we feel like we don't have room to complain or we don't have time to complain or with everything that's going well, why would we focus on the things that are not going as we would like? So I engage people in discussion to fully embrace what happens on that journey to success. And when they do that, they realize that it may impact their trajectory in a positive way because they're not ignoring those things that can build up over time. So this entire podcast will have the focus on the emotionality of success where I'll be talking about some of the experiences that I have. I will definitely infuse the curriculum that I've established into the discussions and I'm going to have guests. So I hope that you stay tuned, join in once a week because I'll be releasing episodes once a week and just share the information. If you could do that for me, share the information with your audience because I guarantee you, if you have a circle of successful people around you, then they can use this information because no one is really talking about it transparently, like really understanding what that looks like, that journey to success. All these wonderful events in the month of May, it's like a time of growth and bursting out of all of these things that are happening. So shout out for Mental Health Month. It's actually Mental Health Awareness Month. So that means all of us should share in this goal of reducing the stigma and hopefully eliminating the stigma of mental health. And you can do that by talking openly about it with your peers, your family members, even in your work environment. You can share information with other people about counseling services and mental health treatment, what that looks like. And then you yourself can schedule an appointment. So that's my shout out for Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, let's get into this concept of self-care because it is a little bit more detailed than what I hear a lot of people talking about. You know, I hear people saying, well, I, I do, I take my time off. I make sure that I take my vacation days and I go uh, take care of my grooming. You know, of course, women, we're gonna go uh, get our nails done, a beauty shop, a good massage. Hopefully men are getting massages too. But, um, you know, these things that we think in terms of self-care, traveling, buying something for ourselves, I wanna take it little bit further, maybe a lot further, if you will, just so that we have a full understanding of what that means. So when you look at self-care, there are four domains, subdomains of self-care. The first one is emotionally. How are you feeling and how are you responding emotionally to the things that are happening to you? And you would know what's normal for you better than anybody else. But what you want to do is make sure that your calibration actually levels out to peace and calm more so than it rises to anxiety and angst and frustration and anger. That's what the emotional subdomain for self-care is. The second one is cognitively. What are you thinking? What do you say to yourself? Like when you're getting in the car or when you're coming home from work or when, listen, or when you've had a bad day, you've lost a sale, 
or you've had a challenging experience, what messages do you tell yourself which will tell you how you think about yourself? If you're uplifting yourself, then you value that you need those positive messages. If you find yourself constantly talking down to yourself or second guessing yourself, then there's some work to be done in that subdomain of the self quadrant. Okay, now I know I sound like I'm teaching, but I want you guys to make sure, I wanna make sure you guys understand what I'm saying and how deep I go into the self-care quadrant. The next subdomain is behaviorally. How are you acting? How are you behaving when you have certain things happen in your life? Or like, even when you walk into a room, are you, do you have an assertive stance? Do you feel confident? Or are you feeling defeated? Is that coming across in how you present yourself behaviorally? How do you behave around other people? How do you behave when you are having a hard day? All of those things are wrapped up in that subdomain of self-care. Now, the last one that I, I know a lot of people look at, but they look at it in terms of self-esteem, but I want you to look at it from the perspective of self-image. How well does your self-image, how you look at yourself match up with what you project? When people describe you, does it match how you feel about yourself? If those are different, then we have what we call dissonance and that will create anxiety within you. Sometimes people will get depressed about it because you're one thing deep inside, but you present something else from the outside. So people don't really know authentically who you are. So those are the subdomains of self-care, emotionally, behaviorally, cognitively, and then self-image. So what I'm gonna get into today is uh, how we can take it a you know, like I said, a step further than just the, um, you know, the subsurface, like going to get your, uh, your hair care or your, uh, you know, even going to work out. Like people think, okay, I go work out. That's my self-care, but we're going to take it further than that. And it's good because it's all involved in self-care, but I just want to challenge you guys a little bit more. So first I'll share how I kind of fell off this week. So it's, like I said, it's a busy month. Mental health month is big for me because I tend to get more speaking engagements but even more so, it's Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day and my birthday, like back to back. So uh, even though I stayed at home and celebrated at home, I was still really elevated in my mood because I was talking to so many friends and family members, Zooming people, hanging out with my husband. We were just having a good time that weekend. So I got caught off, uh, got off guard, got off track, excuse me. I got off track with it because you know, it was just a couple of days back to back. Another thing that happened was I got off track with my hormones. I, I do hormone treatment and I got off track simply because those holidays fell on the days that I would have gone to an appointment. That, that takes a while to catch up with me. Like a week I can deal with. By that second week, I can feel it. So then I started uh, feeling higher levels of fatigue. I had trouble concentrating, didn't have as much energy. Okay, so it took me a couple of days to realize, oh shoot, you missed your appointment. So that was another thing that got me off. Another thing, see watch, I'm, take, I'm, I'm showing you guys how deeply you have to figure out why you're off track. Another thing that happened is I had missed my vitamins. Being off track, um, like I said, celebrating those days and stuff, I was going to bed at different times, getting up because people were calling. So I got off my routine of how I take my vitamins. So what happened, 
is, again, going back to the fatigue, now I have a second contributor as to why I'm having difficulty concentrating and I'm having more fatigue. Another thing that happened over the week, I'm gonna show you just how sensitive this stuff is, it was raining a lot. It was raining a lot. And we are, as much as we want to think we're superhuman, we are humans and we are susceptible to the earth shift in the atmosphere. So there was a lot of heavy weather, which means there was another type of pressure in the atmosphere. I had to adjust to that. And then like I told you guys, the back-to-back -back speaking engagements. So when I looked up, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just drained. I don't feel like doing anything. The very next day I got up, made the appointment with my doctor, took my vitamins, downed three cups of uh, liquid spinach. I juiced it. I don't juice, let me take that back. I mix it so I get all of my fiber and everything. I mixed it up, down that, down my vitamins and went outside, went walking, you know, as much as I could and made sure that I went to bed that night on time to try to recalibrate, get that back in, get back on track. And within a day or two, I felt back up to my normal self. So those, like, that's how I look at my self-care, but as well, I'm gonna take it a little bit deeper. I read an article uh, this week because it's Mental Health Awareness Month, they're talking to everybody, where Venus, not Venus, Venus Williams talked about what she has been doing to address her mental health. Uh, she was very open in sharing that COVID uh, the pandemic, quarantine and everything was difficult for her in 2020. So she was open. She just shared about how hard it was for her to go through that. And then she shared what she did to get a hold of her mental health. Talking about, you know, taking some time for herself and exercising and eating right. It was good. Those kind of articles are what we need to remove the stigma of mental health. When we can see people that we admire and we feel like they're superhuman, they're super powerful or whatever, they're athletic and they're strong, we feel like, oh, they're having to deal with their mental health, then we'll do it as well. And we look at her as a successful person. Like she's had a very successful career. She has great family, friends, from what we can see, but we would look at her and say that she's successful. And she was very open and upfront about how she has had to address her mental health. So when she talked about health and nutrition, I said, okay, that's right on track, right? For us dealing with our self-care. That's where we're gonna go a little bit deeper. Guys, look up the information. I want you to look this up. It's called serotonin, S-E-R-O-T-O-N-I-N. This is the chemical in our brain that helps us, like that's, what, that's why we feel happy. I'm trying to just break it down in practical terms, but that's like our happy additive, if you will, our happy hormone, if you will. Look up that word because what I've learned and what I've been studying is serotonin is created in the gut. We'll do quite a bit when we're lacking to get it in our brain. And we're gonna take, uh, some people will take psychotropic medications. But when you learn that if you can replenish it through the foods that you eat, helping your digestion, would that make you more inclined to eat healthier options? Would that make you more inclined to pay attention to what you're putting into your body? If you knew that the very thing that you were depleted of, you could replace to some degree by changing your diet. 
um, it, it, it's really important. So I, I want you guys to look it up and I may even do some more research or get a guest on to talk about it because that was pretty powerful for me. I do know that I feel better when I'm eating more healthier foods. So when I'm doing my um, veggie mixes in the morning and starting the day out with three cups of vegetables versus if I just started out <laughs> with, I don't even drink coffee, but versus if I started out with just bacon and eggs or something like that, I do, I can tell that I feel better with those nutrients in my body. So what you wanna do is pay attention to your health. And if you need some help, guys, YouTube is the university. Go on YouTube and look up gut health. Go on YouTube and look up proper nutrition for mental health, and you will find tons of information. And if you want to reduce your time of research, then go look uh, up a nutritionist. Find you a nutritionist and they can help you with it, our holistic doctor. The human body is amazing. It is a well-oiled machine when we give it what it needs to operate. So the second thing I wanna do uh, to take this a little bit deeper for the self-care is to look at the level of activity that you have. As a counselor, I sit all day, right? Talking to people on Zoom. I have to make a point to get up and go for a walk between appointments. How active are you? It's not just about exercising, guys. There are tons of things that you can do to remain active, have fun, get your body moving, and that is a level of self-care. And the reason we wanna do that is because, again, our bodies are machines and they need to move and all of those things work together in order for us to feel better. So if you're on this journey to success and you're working really hard to reach your goals, I want you to infuse in their activity levels. People are having challenges on Fitbits. They're, uh, they get groups that they go exercise with. They plan little day trips so that they can go um, do things with other people that have like-minded interests. So look at some of those things to make sure that you are putting it on your calendar to remain active. So another area that I want you to look at when you're talking about self-care is uh, your medical attention. Like physically, how are you doing? Do you have a lot of headaches or body aches? Think about if your body is aching, that's a sign that something is wrong. Figure out what that wrong is. Don't just keep going and ignoring it. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people leave this earth because they ignored signs that were telling them something is wrong. So yours may not be severe like that, but it could be something as simple as your neck hurting, like, okay, one or two days. But if your neck is hurting every single day, you need to schedule an appointment with a physician or a chiropractor, some type of doctor to look at that and see if your body is out of alignment. All of those things work together, but for whatever reason, We've been conditioned to think that they can operate in isolation of one another, when in reality, all of these things need to function together so that you can feel good. And you're on this journey to success, you're ignoring those things because you think you have time or you can get to them later, when if you go ahead and address them, you probably would have higher levels of productivity. Okay, the next area, watch this, your environment. Who, what, when, where, how, all of that stuff. Find you a spot of peace and protect it. Remember that movie called The War Room where um, Priscilla Schreier, I can't remember her name in the movie, but she did a lot of work to turn this closet into her war room. That's what I'm talking about. 
find you a place and protect it. We are empty nesters now, and I have so many plans for these rooms. I'm trying to give them a little bit more time to make sure that everybody is out there on their own. But I have an idea for a mindfulness room. I have an idea um, for the, the, the mindfulness room is my prayer room and where I can go do my devotions. And then the other room I have for creative activities. My daughter is an artist. Well, they're both artists, like all of them are artists, but... Her room right now looks like an art gallery. So that's what I just want to leave it as, like an art gallery, but make it more uh, like I can do my uh, arts and crafts in there, if you will. But you want to have some space for you that you can go and have that solitude. Nobody else will interrupt you there. That's where you know you are going not just to sleep. Like I'm not talking about in your room where you're going to go to sleep. I'm talking about where you can really rest and reflect on your day what you want to do, who you are as a person, and really be mindful of what you need in order to feel whole. Now, the next one is get you a routine. I mean a routine. Stop walking around here all willy-nilly doing things without a schedule. Your body will function a lot better if it knows what to expect when. And you know what else will happen when you have a routine? When something is out of alignment, you will know sooner than later because your body is needing that which it was accustomed to before. Like it took me about two days to figure out what was going on with my body because I had a routine of going to the doctor every two weeks, taking those vitamins every day, eating certain foods every day. So it only took me about two days to realize, oh shoot, I've gotten totally off track versus if I was living haphazardly, it would take me longer to identify what's going on. And people that I've worked with in the past, I've actually had them journal for like two or three months to figure out what's actually off track in their lives that's robbing them of their synergy, if you will. And of course, I cannot close out without telling you all to get a therapist for your self-care quadrant. Guys, don't wait until there's a crisis to get a therapist. Get you one that you have in your memory, in your email, you can call them, you schedule regular appointments with them just like you do any other provider. That way when something does happen, you're not having to take that time to look for a provider, you already have one on deck. So all of those things, take it a little bit further for self-care. It's more than just shopping and hanging out with your girlfriends and uh, patio pimping, whatever you guys wanna call it. It's a lot more than that which is why a lot of people are struggling because they go out on those lunch dates and stuff, but they still don't sleep well at nights. And they're going on those trips, but they come back and they still don't like their jobs. Like there's a lot more to self-care than just tripping. That's funny. There's a lot more to self-care than just tripping and shopping. It's more detailed than that. And hopefully this has shed some light on some things that you can do differently to make sure that you're operating proficiently in the self-care quadrant. So self-care, remember, is behaviorally, emotionally, cognitively, and your self-image. And I gave you about six ways that you can go a little bit deeper in this quadrant. Let me know which one you're going to try. And even more so, let me know how it worked for you. 
It's important. My kids are adults now. And my son told the rest of us, he said, guys, that going to bed is the key. Like if I don't go to bed on time, I don't work as well the next day in terms of the commissions and stuff that I have. He was very upfront with them. And we used to laugh about how early I told them to go to bed, but now they understand it. So make sure that you put some things in place. And if you find something out, above what I've said, beyond what I've said, share that with me as well. I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on any social media platform at Dr. Stacia Alexander, that's D-R, Stacia Alexander, or you can go on my website and find me and just send me a message and let me know how things are going. So this month again, guys, is Mental Health Awareness Month. How can you contribute to this? Tell somebody that you've scheduled an appointment with a therapist. Share some information with someone. Get them a website. Show them where they can schedule their own appointments. And better yet, you can gift somebody an appointment. You, you go out and buy these gift cards for all of these things, and uh, I don't know what else you're buying for your friends, but you could buy them three, three therapy sessions and get them started. That may be life-changing for them, especially if you have your your, your, your friends and your networking group and you guys are all hanging out and you're talking about the things and the goals that you have, the aspirations that you have, go ahead and drop therapy in there. Say, you know what I did? I got myself a therapist. I, I plan on sustaining in this business. I plan on having these things for my life, but I want to make sure emotionally and cognitively and uh, behaviorally that I'm doing well. So get you a therapist on this journey to success and it'll help you manage it and sustain it. So do your part. I would appreciate it if you would share that. And then join me next week. I'm going to have another installment for the emotionality of success. Share this one. Comment on it. Let people know what you gained from it. There are uh, ways that you can contribute if you want to. There's a way that you can donate to uh, the podcast if you want to. But I'm going to keep doing it. I like doing it. It gives me another outlet to kind of go into more detail about what I'm thinking and how I create stuff to help the people that I help. And if you don't know, I have a full coaching program that's based on this particular concept, the emotionality of success. And then I have a Facebook group. So I'm talking about this quite a bit if you haven't seen any of the other information. And if you have, let me know what you think. I love to hear from you because I build on that. If it's yay or nay, I build on that. It is a way for me to grow this program. It started out eight or nine years ago with just one hashtag goals are important. It was GAI. That's how all of this started with one hashtag. What do you have? What's that one thing you have in you that could launch, that could launch something great? That's, I'm serious when I challenge you on that. I'm challenging you all to get a therapist on this journey to success. I'm challenging you all to stop sitting on your gifts and your talents. And I'm challenging you to focus on your next like prepare for it, get a strategy for it so that we can see you soar. Why? Because we need all of this greatness to be out there in full effect. Alrighty, so thank you for joining me for this episode of The Emotionality of Success, where we highlight those twists and turns on this journey to make sure no one feels, one, like they don't have the tools that they need to succeed, and two, so that they will be able to sustain their success. That might be the next episode, that sustainability, because we know plenty of people who have lost everything because they were not able to sustain. So you all have a wonderful week. 
I appreciate you listening in and I will see you for the next episode of the Emotionality of Success with Dr. Stacia Alexander, America's number one success strategist. Take care.